welcome to Teton. Teton, yeah. It's Hazen and Charity, and we have a special guest we will introduce soon. So, uh, Jared, what what is the name about? The name, well, interestingly enough, the name Tea Time is all about uh, having some cups of tea, which is obviously a favoured pastime for both of us with a, a lovely slice of cake. We've got on the cake in a minute. Hannah's mum has made the cake this week, which is very exciting. Big shout out to Maria. Thank you very much. Um, and uh, I, yeah, she listens to the podcast every week as well, which is glorious. Um, and yeah, and so that's half of it. But the other half as well is Tea Time. We're all about truth time as well, um, because uh, because yeah, we we want to bring you some truth along with all the other things as well. Um, so yeah, that's really important to us uh, to be able to do that. So yeah, tea time. And the point of this podcast is to for us to stay connected, be relevant, and bring truth because truth is real. Truth makes sense and can be used in your everyday life. Woo! For sure. So our guest today is the one and only Louise Wood. Yes. Woo. Big air, air high five for Louise. <laughs> Lovely to see you. <laughs> How are you, Louise? How are you, Louise? You okay? Yeah, doing well, thank you. Superb. I mean, you sound a little bit more excited to be here, Louise. Sorry. I gave myself a woo. I was in there. I was like, woo, yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. Amazing. <laughs> Well, Louise, we're, if anyone's excited, at the very least, we're really excited to have you here Yay. this afternoon. Um, and it's wonderful you've been able to give us your time as well, which is really cool. And I think I'm going to ask you some questions. Is that right? So um, where have I got my questions noted down? Here we go. So this is just for you guys who are listening. If you don't know Louise, uh, it's just to get to know her a little bit better. She's been helping me on the youth team since I arrived, actually. I think you were at my interview. Is that right? Oh, yeah, I really was. We voted you, for you, too. Did you actually? Aww. Yeah. Yes. Probably Probably didn't vote for him. I know, you said that <laughs> really, really awkward, but never mind. Um, uh, I'm, still, I'm nearly two and a half years on. I'm still here, so happy day, isn't it? Um, so here are a couple of questions for you to get to know Louise. Question number one, Louise. If you could be anywhere in the world right now, where would it be? Okay, I'm going to be selfless and I'm going mm -hmm. to say with the in-laws in Spain, because Izzy and Dunks haven't seen them for a year. So I would oh, also, so nice. less selfless, I'd be on the beach. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going grief. Yeah, I was thinking grief. Right, um, number two, if you could learn any one skill that you don't already have, to a really high standard, what would it be? Ooh. I know, tough questions. So, I've upped my game. I would probably go along the lines of my superhero power, which would be that I would love to be able to speak every language in the world. Oh, that is a good. So you could just we, communicate with everybody. Are we talking animals as well? Are we like, is this like a Doctor Doolittle from an phenomenon? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm still like Eliza Thornberry. I'm talking to the animals. Yeah. Oh, Eliza yeah. Thornberry. You I know. Everyone's Nigel... too young for that. You want to hear my <laughs> Nigel Thornberry impression? That's yes. actually really good. Hello, Eliza. <laughs> Smashing. <laughs> How good is that? It's too good. Oh, no. Oh, amazing. Anyway. Um, yeah, <laughs> Nobody but us knows who I they are. No, I know. <laughs> I know. 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 I know.
Dormitories? What the heck is that? It's a kids' TV program. Google wild, it, YouTube it. The wild thornberries. The wild thornberries. Um, okay, number question number three. If people were going to use one word to describe you, those people who know you well, what would it be? Oh, maternal. Maternal. Ooh, oh, basically non- just mother. Oh, I mother everybody. Glorious. And what is, this is question number four, what is your greatest achievement to date? Oh, no. I could have hoped Duncan and Izzy aren't listening because it's not going to be anything to do with them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll allow you to exclude them for this. Okay. Uh, in that case, I've just got to... I'll have to say getting my degree. I'm a person who starts stuff and doesn't finish it. And I started when he was four and managed to graduate. So that was good. Wicked. And what's your degree in? Uh, It's in addictions counselling. It's absolutely no use, but it's there (laughs) and it's on the wall. I I tell you, I bet it's given you a lot of soft skills that you can use in everyday life. So I'm sure it's really useful. Um, And last question. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? That's a tough question. I think that I would I would have to say that I would stop being so negative about myself. Mm. I think that would be like a really empowering thing to have. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's probably I could probably vouch for that as well myself. I I was probably too self critical mm. as well. Yeah, I can totally relate to that. Yeah, fair enough. Well, Louise, thank you for being so uh open with your questions. I've had to up my game with questions. Last time I brought questions in, awful. they were they were awful. That's just that it was a bit off the cuff. I'm not going to lie. So I thought, no, I've got to prep this time. But amazing. You're a lot better. You're 100%. Uh, Thank you. We're all proud of you. 100%. Done my, done my homework. <laughs> Hannah's thinking. Yeah, so I was kind of, couldn't think of a word. But it's, it's all right. No worries. It, right. Anyway, it's cake time. Yes. Oh, yeah. I actually yes. have already eaten it. You <laughs> actually? Yeah. You're kidding. Well, we, when we... Yeah, it was so good. Light and right, I'll do my review first whilst you guys. Oh my god! Right, so just to clarify, right, last week we said we were going to bring a Yule log in, but I don't know if you remember the week that we had the lemon cake. Well, there was a level of discrepancy. I gave it a solid eight, and it was one of my favourites. And Hannah was like, "No, it's definitely a six. It's just not lemony enough." And there was a little bit of discrepancy on this. So clearly, she's got her mum to bake another <laughs> lemon cake. So even though we said it was going to be a Yule log, she's got her mum to bake a lemon cake to try and make a point about I what actually, a lemon cake should look like. I actually didn't like. ask her to bake it. She made two. She made one, and me and mum were like, "It's not lemony enough. It's definitely not." And then she baked another one. It's not me. She loves to bake. Right. So well, she anyway. loves cake. Okay, well, anyway, so my rating, new lemon cake. my rating, I gave the carrot cake, I give it a 7.5. I only give this an 8.5 because it's light, it's fluffy, it's lemony, it's got a good amount of lemon in there, which I'm happy about, and the consistency is good. So I'm going to give it an 8.5. It makes you happy in your strong tummy. That. That's strong. <laughs> like Actimel with good bacteria. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Can we just clarify there's no bacteria in this cake? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maria's cake is bacteria free. She's, she's, <laughs> she's a very competent chef, baker, whatever you want to call it. 
Interesting. I have to say, and I'm not saying this just because Maria's listening. I wouldn't do that. I'm doing this because it's my honest opinion. This is an exceptional leaven cake, I have to say. Um, it is rather more lemony than the previous cake. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing. <laughs> I wondered where you were going with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad thing. I actually quite like the lemony, the lemony twist. Um, and um, surely, if it's advertised as lemon cake, it needs to be lemony. It can't be like the yeah, bulbic water, which is strawberry flavoured. It's like a hint of strawberry. If I wanted Nasty. to eat lemons, I'd just bite into a lemon, and it wouldn't be so good. But these, this is lemony enough, but not too lemony. And you're right, the actual cake consistency, light, fluffy, airy. Oh, it is. It's like when I bite into Aero chocolate, and you get that kind of airy feeling it's that kind of similar thing you're biting into this cake and it's lots of air and it's but it's fluffy it's just nice and light and moorish so i can see why you've already eaten it it is good <laughs> uh, i i would give it i'd actually say a nine a nine but, wow but but that is nothing to do with how much more lemony it is it's just a different kind of lemon cake that's all i'm saying so i'm just leaving it at that okay right, so right. <laughs> solid nine Okay. Louise, <laughs> over to you. So I have, I've had a small piece. I'm, I'm in the vegan crew, so I Ooh. shouldn't have eaten it. However, I love the Swedes and I love Maria Kane especially. So I've had a little taste <laughs> and uh, with no discredit to my wonderful husband who bakes, that is the best lemon cake I've ever had. That, and aesthetically it. as well, it looks gorgeous. It's yeah. golden, it it's crumbly. Really yeah. Do you know what? If I was going to go all out, and I could, I'd have a bit of ice cream on top. Ooh. Oh, that would that'd be fantastic. I'm going to yeah. give it a nine point five. Nine point five. Oh. I'm only right, deducting for the eggs that are in it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that's not her fault. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> but there's no wheat. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow! Fantastic. I have no to say. Two requirements. Big, big, big shout out to Maria Kane. That was a fabulous bit of cake. Amazing. And, and Hannah, what we got next week? So I think your your mum's agreed to bake again for us, hasn't she? She has. She's because she loves cake. She like craves it. So like when she's ill, she's like, "Can you get me some cake from the shop?" Oh, oh she loves oh. cake. Um, uh, but she's making us a blueberry sponge. So wow, I'm yeah. excited already. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, maybe we. Maybe we can get her on one week and get her to do a baking special. That could be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> we could just try cake for the whole podcast. Fantastic. Oh, my days. I think, that like, cake works well on a podcast. <laughs> I mean, it definitely it. does. I mean, let, me, let me be frank. This podcast isn't for the young people. This podcast is just for me and Hannah to record <laughs> ourselves on cake on a weekly basis. It's fantastic. Um, wonderful. Um, well, thank you for that, Hannah. Thank you for Maria as well. Um, that is definitely a um, yeah high rating. I think it's the highest rating we've had. It is. Um, moving on to this week's topic. Now we're getting onto the serious stuff. Obviously, the cake is incredibly serious moment, but um, we are looking at the return of our kind of mental health topic. So I don't know if you remember the very first um, podcast that we ever did. It was kind of in response to um, it's. Is in response to the uh, the lockdown process, 
and um, and how kind of we all got very socially distanced very quickly, and actually how we were aware that for many young people, many um, well people in general, actually that was going to be quite a tough transition. Um, and so um, and we did say you know um, we kind of talked a little bit about it and and things that might help and fear um, and isolation, fear and isolation, and uh, and we. Um, <laughs> And we were kind of saying that if you need help, you can always ask and, and speak to us about it. And we're here for you to be able to do that. Um, and I suppose now, because we're about, what, seven, eight weeks into, into the... Yeah, I think um, so. I mean, we've done... This is our seventh it? podcast. It is. This is our seventh... That's mental, isn't it? We've done seven of these. I can't believe it. Um, and um, hopefully you're still enjoying them. We certainly are. Um, and so seven weeks in, we kind of wanted to make a bit of space to be able to reflect on where we've got to because we're still in isolation we're still in this process um but um but actually there may be things that you've experienced that have actually maybe been really difficult or maybe really surprised you or um or rhythms that you found that have really helped you deal with things also there might be relationship things that you've really struggled with in your home um whether it's you know not having space to uh kind of mentally decompress and just get away from people or maybe struggling with not connecting to people or having specific people to talk to to help you emotionally or whatever it might be. And so we brought Louise in uh, today mainly because, uh, well, mainly because she's a fabulous role model for young people, which is, uh, I mean, she's pulling her face right now. Louise, that is the truth. Uh, and Preach, um, preach. preach. Um, uh, but also because she has a lot of professional experience in kind of the work that she's done um in kind of pastoral care with with different young people in different settings um but even beyond that just as a human being she's um she's uh very astute or kind of um, knowledgeable in how to apply it apply the stuff she's learned over the years to our own self uh, and how to just yeah really look after her own mental well-being and self-care so uh, i guess that's kind of why we brought louise in and um uh, and yeah and hopefully today's podcast we're not going to answer all the questions. Some of it you might not feel is relevant to you, um, but we hope that it's at the very least going to be a blessing and give you some ideas of what you might be able to do. So I thought we'd start off by just like us discussing what we found difficult. Mm. So um, I'll I'll go first if you like. So yeah, go for it. Um, uh, you know what? I'll 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 be really honest. Like the last two weeks. I haven't been doing so well. My, I started to um, unintentionally uh, struggle with um, eating again. But then I realised I was doing it. But I was like, oh no, I need to get back on it with my eating. But it was completely um, just because I just wasn't doing very well in quarantine. But, uh, you know, I told my parents and that I was struggling and they were like, oh, we've, we've noticed. You know, and then we all talked out together and, you know, it was good that I mm. told them and I'm doing a lot better now. So, yeah. Amazing. That's really good to hear, actually, that, you, that you're that self-aware. Yeah. That's, that's the hard bit. That's the hard mm. bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, interestingly, I'm, I'm, I'm probably, uh, I'm, I'm quite fortunate in the sense that my mental health has always been fairly What's the word? Uh, horizontal. I'm very flatlined. Like I don't, t- I don't. I'm very. I'm kind of a person who doesn't really have ups and downs in that kind of mental health area. And if I do, they're few and far between. So I'm very blessed like that. And not everyone has that kind of 
I don't know, that kind of brain functioning, I guess. But um, I would, but I would say I've noticed that little things just in the last few weeks. There's little things that are so small, they're irrelevant things, and yet they they've got to the point where they start to get under my skin, and they start to wind me up, and it's but and it's stuff that affects my day. And because it affects my day, it means even the other things that I, I enjoy and find life-giving, I, I sh- I'm then struggling to connect with or engage with. And so then the kind of whole thing of topping up my kind of mental self-care, well-being jug, if you like, um, filling that up, actually becomes a, a bigger challenge to be able to do that. Um, so um, whether it's just little things like, I don't know, uh, whether it's the neighbours or whether it might be, I don't know, something my housemate does, there's actually absolutely nothing wrong with it whatsoever. And yet for some reason, I just oh, I find that irritating or whatever. And and again, it's just sometimes it's just talking those things through. But yeah, it's, it's small things as well. Don't diminish the small things because actually the small things add up over time. And so yeah. a part of it is keeping a short account of those things, isn't it? And, um, uh, and yeah, and making sure yeah, we don't try and brush things under the carpet because we, we, if we bottle it, it's really unhealthy, I think. But yeah. So, yeah, and I'm not always very good at that. So, again, there's always work for me to do on that as well. But, what yeah. about you, Louise? What have you found difficult? I think I didn't realise that being away from people would be so difficult. I'm quite mm. an introverted person. I like to be on my own. I, I enjoy being with other people, but I definitely need to come back to being alone to recharge. So I thought, oh, this is going to be brilliant. I'll get everybody at home. Like, it's going to be amazing. We get to, like, just hang out all the time. Um, so I think, actually, it's, it's been quite a shock how difficult it is to to not be allowed to be with people. Um, and I think we've got the added dynamic that, um, because my husband Duncan is a gardener, he can go out on his own and still do his job because he's away from people. So um, Izzy and I are in the midst of a six-week <laughs> losing our minds, being stuck in, trying to keep up with work and homework yeah. and all this stuff. And, um, and, like, God bless him, he comes home from a long day and he moans that, like, the Greggs wasn't open so he can get us to draw at lunchtime. I'm like, you don't know! <laughs> been to the outside world. It's, like, weird being able to, like, yeah. go to the supermarket. Mm. It's like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting yeah. like I, i've kind of volunteered to do bits of shopping for various people and people they're like oh that's so so good of you and you know we're really grateful and i'm sitting there thinking well it's 50 50 like half of it is yeah i want to be able to bless you but the other half is i just want to get out the door and, <laughs> and, and thankfully because because i don't have any underlying yeah but it's, it's honestly slightly selfish but because i don't have any underlying health condition i can do that for people and it fills me up in terms so actually it kind of it's a win-win more than anything so um so yeah so i totally totally get that vibe um mm. yeah that's a real hard one um it, interestingly what on the flip side of that what would you say has been let's say surprisingly easy or that you that you uh didn't think would be uh so enriching in this period or or life-giving or good for you and your mental well-being and health uh to be kind of away or with the family more uh, in a more kind of condensed time um, or or just maybe not being at work and just being off and having more time on your hands to kind of commit to things that you enjoy or you know what what are the things that you've really found life-giving and enriching and good for you 
in this kind of season as well. I can ask that. And if I'll go first as well, because since Hannah went first last one. So for, for me, I've got back into the rhythm of running. So every day, and I know I bang on about this, but actually for me, it's really, really life-giving. So every, well, nearly every day uh, I've been for a run um, and I've got different running routes depending on the distance I go. But I tell you, when I get up in the morning and I start my day with a run, I just feel so much more energised than if I haven't been for a run. Like it sounds counterproductive, but you think, oh, you'd be more tired. But actually my brain is so much more awake for, for the stuff during the day and what really matters. Sure. And it's meant that because I'm getting up earlier, it means I've set a rhythm to, uh, to try and get eight hours of sleep in every night. And so it means I'm going to bed earlier. So yesterday I went to bed at um, about half 10, quarter to 11. Wow. Which, which for me is pretty good. Like wow. bef- before mm. lockdown, my average of, of sleep was, um, was about six hours. Wow. Six hours a night, oh, yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah, it's, how do you cope? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, it's about six hours, which is not good. The thing is, I burn the candle at both ends, uh, and it's not it's not advisable to do that in any stretch because the stuff you do during the day is then always less productive. But I can still do it, but I don't even enjoy it as much. Never mind it being the best stuff that I can do. So I'm going to bed earlier. I'm, I'm getting up earlier. My time during the day is much more productive. That's I just great. feel so much more well rested. Mm. My my bags under my eyes are no longer like Miss Selfridge bags, but they're more like <laughs> little super drug bags. So they're they're kind of they're shrinking as we speak, uh, which is which is good. So so yeah. So for me, the actual rest aspect has been glorious. So yeah. Um, Hannah, hit us with it. Oh, me. What's been enriching? I know, like um, during this time, like you don't have to be productive. Like just like hanging mm. about. It's just as good as being, you know, looking after yourself. But for me, mm. I have been so productive. Like, really? yeah, like music stuff. Like, mm. for those that don't know, I do like solo original songs stuff. I've mm. been doing online isolation festivals. I've been yeah. writing a song a day. I've recorded Amazing. a whole EP, which I'm going to release. I've got an album art. I'm working on Amazing. the next EP. I've got absolutely production. Oh, I don't. Okay. Do, you, do you have any details for that stuff? Of like uh, when it's going to be released so people can uh, listen to it? Not quite, because I need okay. to think of a name. That's the one thing I need to do. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> so I can put it on the album art. That's the one thing I need to do, think of a name. But uh, once Amazing. I've done that, I will... You know, let let the world so know. But it's That'd been be cool. Really cool. I've, yeah, so that for me Very is cool. really really nice because normally I don't really have a huge amount of time to actually sit down and do a lot of that stuff. So I've I've really enjoyed mm. that. Mm. Very cool. I mean, That's that, so good. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm excited to hear that. How many songs on the EP? This first one's got three, and the next one has four. Nice. Are, they, are they all new ones that you've written in this kind of? season um, it was okay uh five of them are new so Maybe. most of them yeah are oh. wicked excellent productivity i know that being said you don't have to be super productive during this time like even just watching a mm. movie getting through the day is just as good as yeah yeah, yeah. all of that so don't, don't just, just like been aware of what's life giving yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely love that amazing well, sign me up for copy number one 
Yeah, absolutely. Sounds good. Um, Louise, how about you? I think it's just been, I mean, six weeks in, I'm a little bit less grateful for these things. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think initially, I'm just so grateful to slow down. So I um I've been at my new job in isolation longer than I had in real life now. <laughs> However, oh, it was freak. like getting up, getting out for like 7:30, like trying to get the like the house ready all this sort of stuff mm. and then getting to work and always being in a rush when I get to work and then it just the whole day's gone and I'm tired like it's been so nice to be able to change that morning routine. And things just simple things like I can walk my dog every day like I don't have to pay someone to come and do it because I'm at work and I think within that as well as someone who isn't the most fit by a long stretch I think in the past as well Duncan and Izzy would be like right we're going to go down walk all the way down to Camford Heath like do you want to come I'd be like oh no no I won't make it back up Gravel Hill I'm not going to come and I think now because we've just got that time I'm so much more sort of confident to push myself and do new things and I think it's it's so cool and like honestly if you see me the other day just like dying on the side of the road I was like Duncan how many layers can I take off before I get arrested it's like it's just so nice to be able to do those things and like not have the excuse of being busy to just not commit to family time and yeah yeah that's really cool that's, That's really cool. cool. So I actually see. You go. Oh, sorry. No, I was going to say I actually see Louise walking her dog past my house occasionally. <laughs> so, so and she's and I've I've also seen her dog peeing on her front lawn. Not that I'm, not that I'm, it's not a that blessing. I'm any accusations it's a blessing. There. All I'm saying is it's, it's been noted. It's, it's all it's it's been noted. That's what I'm saying. And now it's been published on a podcast. So the in world his knows, defense. So. He's a puppy, so he doesn't spray first. <laughs> he follows others. So someone else well, has been doing it. Well, he, may, he may be a puppy, but he was on a lead and you were still there. <laughs> <laughs> Laughing at your window. I, I can hear it. Good boy. Good boy. Good boy. <laughs> Give him a call. Oi, Jared, look out your window. Laughing, side splitting. No remorse. You're welcome. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, Hannah, carry on. Just thought I'd squeeze that in there. I enjoyed that. Um, (laughs) So what rhythms have helped you guys? Jared, obviously, you talked about it earlier, like you're running and you're getting up sets for the day. But what about you, Louise? Like, do you have a particular rhythm or you just kind of go with the flow of how you feel it? I think I, as a person, am naturally lazy. So I would very happily... If I didn't have a child or a dog, I would have gone full sweatpants, Netflix, delivering food to me, like just riding it out. I think I made like a really <laughs> conscious decision from the start that I was going to have a routine, um, not for the whole day, but just for the start of the day, just for my own mental health. Um, and I, I can't remember the guy's name, but I read along to um I heard a speech where a guy said that the first thing you do when you get up should be to make your bed. Like yeah. the second you get out of it, make it. And then you've accomplished one task already before you've even really awake. So I think I've, I've sort of settled into the fact that every day, even if I'm not going to see anybody or I'm not going to do anything other than leave the house to walk the dog, I'm going to get up. I'm going to have a shower. I'm going to put proper clothes on now, not fancy, but like not sweatpants, 
like there's a place for that and if that's your place then god bless you but for me that immediately makes me lazy for the day so I have to get up, get dressed, come down. I clear up any washing up from the night before and then make breakfast. We sit down, Izzy and I, we eat breakfast and then we get on with work. And then it's the only way that we've been able to kind of keep up yeah. because we haven't allowed, you know, and there's a time and a place for laziness and it's great. And if you're feeling mm-hmm. like you need that time and that self-care time, that's fantastic. But I just know if I started that, I would never then be productive. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting point. I'm sat here in sweatpants. <laughs> There's absolutely no shade for the tracksuit wearers of the town. I love you. I'm just alternating between the two that I have. <laughs> oh, that's a win. Excellent. And I'm loving uh, it. Loving is, is, it. Is your bed made, Hannah? My bed is made. I just had to put some things on it, but it is made. Yeah. Okay, right. No judgment. No judgment. Funny enough, when you said that, Louise, that was I think that was we do a tip of the week every week. I think that was your first tip of the week was actually when you get out of bed, make your bed. So it's really good that you brought that up. Let's reaffirm that. Make your bed. That is the first thing I do as well, funny enough. But um and actually when you talk about um you you, you have a routine, actually that that is really important. Uh, you, you think loads of free time is going to be a good thing. But imagine, just to put it into context, how pleased were you all when you, well, some of you I know weren't, but I imagine there'd be a lot of you that were thinking, oh, great, no school for however many weeks. And that sounds like a really good thing. But actually, you get a few weeks in with all this inverted commas freedom, and actually you realise it's, it's boring. There's it, it the, the day just drags and it's a waste and you have nothing to do and so even with um your kind of your how i don't want to call it scheduling a day i'm not saying you should all have diaries and whatever and <laughs> at 905 i'm gonna have my macchiato no it's not that kind of thing but it's um it's a thing of actually um have keeping a mind's eye on maybe between this hour and this hour i've got my schoolwork, and i'm gonna put in a space where i'm gonna have some lunch and eat well and um and then afterwards maybe you're going to say i'm going to have a couple of hours of rest and you're going to schedule in rest like make rest an intentional thing even at the points when you don't want to rest and you think oh, i'm just restless mm-hmm. and if you haven't rested in the day schedule in rest and make it a rhythm between mm-hmm. the hours of seven and well i don't know what time you guys go to bed let's say six and eight between the hours of six and eight that is going to be my rest and my chill time every evening and what whatever rest might look like i mean it could be something you watch on netflix but again no binging we've been over that <laughs> um it could be uh i don't know whatever it might be playing your instrument like hannah does or it might be going for a run or whatever rest looks like think on those things and schedule that in because if you don't it might not happen and it might not be as life-giving um and again that's really good for your mental health i think as well with the scheduling it removes any sort of feelings of guilt about it as well mm. so yeah, i really think good. especially like if if you know I've been working or I've been helping Izzy it still looks like I've been at home all day so I always sort of think oh if if someone was to see me and I'm just sitting on the sofa watching an an episode of something on Netflix like am I just being lazy at home whereas I think like you said if you're scheduling that in and that's part of your self-care rhythms Mm. it kind of removes any of that doesn't it and you're like no I've done this and I've done this and this is what I deserve now my body deserves to rest 
Yeah, yeah. No, I really like that. That's really cool. And not to get not to get heavy on you with the Bible thing, but because I've got a little bit of that later. But like when God made the world, He says He did it in six days and rested on the seventh. I mean, if we believe in an all-powerful being, but as, as Christians we do, and actually this all-powerful being chooses to rest, it's not because he needed to rest, he chooses to rest. Because actually he wants to model to us that rest is important and actually rest is something we should take. And in the kind of old Jewish traditions, that was a thing, keep the Sabbath holy. Like the Sabbath is a time to stop and rest. And so actually that was a commandment. That wasn't even, and that was like second on the list, I think. I can't remember now. But it's like, and so... That was a thing of like, that was above things like do not murder. So like it was important to rest and to stop and to keep that day uh, as something sacred. So, so yeah, rest, schedule it. There's no guilt in rest. No guilt. Um, yeah, and like the way that I see mental health and self-care stuff, like uh, say you break your leg, yeah, you're going to put yeah. a cast and you're going to treat it. Yeah. It's the same as your brain. Like, just because you can't necessarily see it. Sometimes you can, if it reverts into something else, but you're not, you should treat it the same as if it's a physical thing, because it can affect your brain physically after a long time. So mm, you've sure. got to realise what you're doing, I guess, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, mm. yeah. and, and just think, it's not just for those who've had mental health issues before. Like no. I said, I'm quite flatlined, and I'm quite blessed with that but I still have a mental state that I am currently in. And that means, and I just being aware of it means that I'll always hopefully keep it in that kind of flatline place. But if I don't, there's always the danger that what I do to myself and the way I don't look after myself can mean at some point I might deteriorate and you yeah. know, no one wants that. So we all have to kind of play a part in looking after ourselves. I think as, as well, based on like what you were saying there about treating it like a physical thing, I think it's really important that we treat each other in that way as well. So yeah. if Jared had broken his leg, I wouldn't be like, oh, shut up and just go running. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's not yeah. how you're going to react to someone. Who, out, Jared, or if someone's got a cut on their arm and they're like, can you help me? You'd be like, yeah, sweet, let's go to the hospital. So yeah. I think there's that having that patience with your friends and your family members and having that awareness too, that if they're like, this is how I'm struggling mentally, it's like, actually, no, yeah, I love you. I'm here for you. How can I help you? Yeah, that's it. That was really good. Boom. Yeah. Truth <laughs> 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 so We've got to that point in the podcast now. Superb. Uh, are we all ready to sing? L- Louise, do you know what this is? <laughs> what am I singing? Okay, you just yeah. got to sing. You got to sing Tip of the Week in whatever tune you want. It doesn't really matter. Is that all right? Three, okay. two, one. I'm so sorry for your ear holes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so my tip of the week is um, just laugh at stuff, even if it's not funny, because once you start laughing, you actually start laughing properly. So just laugh at stuff, like that's it. Absolutely. (laughs) I like that. And yeah. And the thing is, laughing is good for your soul. Yeah, same it is. As, same mm-hmm. as like singing or whatever it might be. Just anything that's good for your soul, dig into it. So yeah, I like that, Hannah. That's excellent. Laughing. And feel free to send in some of your, uh, whether it's a question or whatever, uh, send it in. We're still 
This is week seven. Um, I'm not going to lie. We have not had any questions in seven weeks. We are desperate. I don't, I don't want to say desperate. We are longing. That's a better word. Longing for a question. <laughs> <laughs> Louise is just going to sign up to communicate something. I'm not going to say what it was. Anyway, point being, <laughs> longing for a question. Please, if you have one, send one in. Um, that'd be really great. Even if it's just stuff, tell us the things that you found funny this week, things that you laughed at. Maybe even a joke. Send us in a joke. See if you can make one of us laugh. I got pretty, yeah. Now is um, time for Vicar Jared to. The, don't please. The whoa. very reverend little word. Please don't even <laughs> joke. <laughs> we prophesy. <laughs> oh my days! I feel sick. Um, so, uh, youth worker Jared. And that's how it stays. Is uh has got uh, a little thing for you. Jesus' perspective on all this stuff. So um, it's interesting because the 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 Bible doesn't necessarily talk explicitly about mental health as we would understand it in today's day and age. Um, but what what it does talk about in various places is um is maybe how we should a- approach the things we struggle with uh, and approach um uh things that actually we might we might be uh ashamed of or or things that actually might have a stigma attached to them and there's lots of places we could look but i thought probably the most um helpful one for today just to cover it briefly would be from two corinthians and it's uh chapter 12 and it's verses 9 and 10 it's a little bit you may have heard it before where the guy who wrote the letter called paul he's talking about this thorn in the flesh it's not, he doesn't really explain what that thorn in the flesh is, but basically it's something that is a bit of a pain in the neck and he, he just can't get rid of it. He can't shake it. Um, and so, and he, he, he said, he, basically this is what the Lord said to him. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults and hardships and persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And I, and I suppose what's really important about that is actually when he says it, it, it's through weaknesses that his strength made perfect. Actually, the, the things that we see, um, and for some people, you know, anxiety, depression, that's a condition, you know. That's that's something that's actually, you know, call it a chemical imbalance and whatever it is, there, there's something that's intrinsically not functioning correctly that affects someone in the day to day. And for some people, it could just be like we've been talking about a self-care thing um, where actually it's just someone who's actually feeling just a little bit low because they haven't topped up those things that have needed topping up. Um, uh, either way, there's parts of us where there are going to be times when we struggle whether it's physically, emotionally, mentally, socially, spiritually, all these different areas. Uh, and so th- those areas where we actually come across weak, that's not something to be ashamed of. And actually what we learn about Jesus in, in, in this moment, in that letter, is that when we rely on him, it doesn't mean the things are going to disappear or go away. That's not it. But actually it does. It is a thing where he wants to journey with us through those things. Uh, and And actually there are people in our community, in our family, in our church family, that actually would actually be privileged to be able to do the same, to journey with us in those things. That actually those weaknesses, actually we can flip them on their heads. We can learn from them. We can, we can, um, 
we can grow out of them and become stronger people. Uh, and those weaknesses turn into something that actually become a real strength. And when you learn from those experiences, actually that gives you strength to be able to tell other people struggling with the same things. Yeah. Uh, and it creates more discussion. And so out of those things that we think are weaknesses, actually when we give them to God and say, God, I need help with this. It's not something I can handle on my own. Lord, put people in my life who, um, who I can talk to and trust with this stuff. Actually, those weaknesses, then they become strengths. And then we all grow because of it. And for those that don't know what that's, what that's like, so I was talking again about myself. I'm pretty flatlined. And I'm, again, I'm very blessed like that. Sometimes maybe I, I can't sympathize, so I can't directly relate. I can only empathize. But my empathy has come through talking to people who do struggle with it. I couldn't have learned those things on my own. I've had to kind of at different times journey with people, talk to people, hear them, listen to them. So either way, whatever position you're in, whether you're like me and you're totally kind of flatlined or maybe like other people where they've had kind of ups and downs with their mental health and well-being, actually we can all learn from each other. And these things that we think are weaknesses, they can become strengths in community. And when we give it to God and rely on him to turn them into strengths. So. I hope that's kind of useful. If anything, um, again, it's just an encouragement to, to not be ashamed of those things, to um, when you are struggling, like to talk it through um, with, with hopefully whoever's at home. If you find that difficult, that's not a problem. Actually, we, I, I totally would get that. I certainly, if I was your age, I honestly probably wouldn't have spoken to my mum about any of that stuff if I struggled with it, to be, to be, to be brutally honest. Mm. Um, and sometimes that's just kind of the disposition we're in. And so that's why people like myself, Hannah, Louise, we're, we're around that actually, if you want to, again, and you can always email email us. So if you, youth at the lanternchurch.org, if you don't want to whack it in a Slido thing, you can email us uh, and just say, oh, you know, I'm really struggling with this at the minute. And again, there's we can find ways that we might be able to support you in that. So please don't ever feel that you're isolated or you're on your own. Um, there's there's We are an outlet, if nothing else not one that you have to take but one that we just want to let you know we're here as well if that was helpful so um so yeah is is that is that fair enough guys anything else you want to add on top of that no yeah, I think. yeah. cool amazing louise one more thing yeah just um following on from your point there like i just think it's super powerful um to speak about these things mm. um and i think you know, it says in the Bible that what the enemy intended for harm, God will use for good. Mm. And, you know, the whole point of testimony is to show the grace of God working in your life. Mm. And I think in the state that we're in as a country now, we're in the middle of a mental health crisis. Mm. I think people actually speaking up and saying, like, this isn't going to heal you or it may not even help you. But this is what has happened and this is what has worked for me. And especially as a Christian, if you're using that to say, this is where the grace of God has helped me, yeah. that's a massive, like, powerful testimony. And that's all yeah, that yeah. God's asking us to do, really. So that's speak great. out, do it. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Thank you, Louise. Um, Anna, have we got anything else on the agenda? Are we all good? I think, I think that's it. I don't think there's anything else to say. Glorious. Yeah. This has been good, I think. Good week. I think we've overrun a little bit, but actually, I think it's all been good stuff. So, other than um, other than the uh, the cake discrepancies, I mean, <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll live with that. Um, wonderful. Okay, Louise, massive thank you to you. Thank you so much for your time, um, and and coming on uh, and yeah, just sharing with us and being honest as well. 
because that just is, again, it's, really, it's really helpful when people come on and be honest and it just sets a really good example as well when, when you're vulnerable it helps us be vulnerable um so yeah uh thank you for listening um and i guess yeah, it's we'll see you soon yeah and uh I cho- next tuesday 4 p.m don't forget your some sort of blueberry cake blueberry sponge blueberry sponge and we won't swap (laughs) it this time that was only again that was a lemon cake discrepancy we've cleared that up it was never about the lemons um but have a really blessed week and we'll see you again soon Bye bye bye